Ah, hello, and welcome to the Chairman's Lounge, where happiness is only a few steps away. Steps like Joe Hockey once suggested that all you need to do is get a better job, buy a better house, start driving a car. Pretty soon the cash will come rolling in and so will the influence and you'll get Harborside mates and you will become a member of the Chairman's Lounge. You too will be able to sit with Daniel James and I. And so I was for Joe when he was appointed uh, US Ambassador. Oh, Got all of that. Oh, life has just been tits and pizza for Joe. Yeah. The, whole, the, the whole experience has just been wonderful. Yeah, all based on merit, of course. Where, comrade, where are we? Uh, where are we here? What is this We are um, at uh, the, uh, the Chairman's Lounge Carlton, but more spe- specifically, we yeah. are at the uh, Chairman's Lounge Royal Exhibition Buildings, the place where Australian democracy in Australia was ge- gave birth on the uh, 1st of January 1901. And we're here mm. to show, at the end of 2023, our last episode for the year, to show... The people at home, how far we have travelled in that time in terms of being sophisticated, um, about understanding our, uh, the history of this place and being really comfortable about our own place in the world. Here in 2023, we're miles away from the way we were in 1901. <laughs> I, I spot the irony in your voice and I don't blame you for it because 2023 would have to be the year of dead dreams. <laughs> Would would you agree with that? So I mean, dead dreams and pools of tears. Sometimes you get to the end of a year, and you can see where things got better, and you can see where things got worse. The great Hunter S. Thompson would have called it the high water mark. Yes, described these things as the high water mark. I would say the high water mark's pretty fucked uh, for two thousand and twenty-three. I mean, we're running out of water. I mean, that's what uh, uh, there's a climate scientist tell us. Uh, we are in the middle of um, we're at the start of a, a new El Nino mm. um, where there's a, comp, there's a COP conference being chaired by an oil executive <laughs> <laughs> as, I love that don't get speak. me, I, I can't the humour's too good to let that go it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic what did uh, Al Gore said? Al Gore said the chances for real progress at tr- COP28 were badly, uh, were badly damaged earlier this year when an oil company CEO was appointed to lead the negotiations. <laughs> now, you would think that was a joke, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. But it's not, and it's happening as we speak. Mm. And it uh, looks mm. like our COP28 is not going to produce too much for us in the, in the uh, realms of action on, on climate change. Before we move on, can I just... Um, please, uh, please. I just want to take a moment to wish you both... I mean, I would just wish you, Justin... Mm. Um, Happy International Day for people that walk around as though they've got a slight smile on their face all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the ones that, mm. that walk around like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. And it's about time we had a bloody day for them because they've contributed so much to society. Happy International Day for people who walk around with a slight smile on their face yeah, all I love the time. It. It's I love wonderful. It. I think it's gorgeous. I just wanted to take that time. I wanted to... to Bring some brightness to what will, you know, undoubtedly be a, a pretty bleak episode. I think it'll be a very bleak episode, but I also think I love that at the International Day. What do you, but I also think some food would be. Can we? Can we get a little, uh, a little Tucker service plate? What are you going to have today? What are I've, you thinking? I well, there, there's today's specials, and today's specials mm. are um, 
species that were previously thought extinct, but uh, are no no longer. So I'm going to have the um, Mallorcan midwife toad. <laughs> Just boiled. Oh, Slow you know, boiled. Slow boiled. You've heard, you've oh, heard yeah. the whole yeah, uh, yeah, frog yeah. and the toad yeah, analogy yeah. when it comes to boil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was thinking of having something else, but that, that looks good. I, I, I love a bit of toad leg. I think I'm going to have... Uh I, I like to keep it simple. My tastes don't expand in, into the endangered species list. I, I think I'm going to have uh, the kids' burger. And it's good here because they make it from real kids. So oh, that's it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's lovely. So 2023, the thing that we uh, stuffed up probably right royally would be, uh, probably in the broader sense, would be our ability to debate with, uh, let's line them up here, intelligence, <laughs> compassion... <laughs> Uh, understanding, understanding, passion, like yeah. genuine passion for an issue. Nuance, nuance. No yeah. nuance. Oh, there's no nuance. No it's two thousand nuance in two thousand and twenty-three. Now we bombed the shit out of nuance in two thousand and twenty-three. Has raised a whole bunch of issues for us as a country and as a nation. Yeah. Um, turns out we can't have those national conversations that we need to have on issues of import. The you know, of course, the voice highlighted that yeah um but it also doesn't bode well the way that conversation was had won't doesn't bode well for our democracy that doesn't itself and, and you'd look at it like this too and you'd say well if you and I, I i i don't support any political party but if you were leaning towards the left you would say listen 2023 is going to be a bit better because we've got a labor party in power doesn't work that way anymore no. doesn't it doesn't even come close to working that way anymore well you look at Someone like, um, you know, someone I'm usually a fan of, genuinely a fan of, um, Tanya Plibersick. And yeah. we talk about what young Tanya would have gone into politics for and the, the beliefs that she had. And you can ask yourself this question of any sort of career politician. Sure. And if you would have come to the answer back in the late 90s when she entered politics, if you'd said to her, Tanya, have you gone into politics to open up new coal mines in a climate crisis. Is that what your values are? Is that what you've gone into? <laughs> um, I doubt the, young, the younger Tanya would have said, absolutely, Daniel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, past the frog's legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <clears throat> but it seems to me now that um, uh, politicians of all persuasions go into parliament and go into office and are captured by the systems of government, but also captured by the lobby groups that look to impact the system. Yeah, no, I'm going to go further on that, though. I think they are. They're, they're captured by the lobby groups. They are captured by the government departments, you know, the Sir Humphrey Appleby kind of yep. talk that we've discussed uh, uh, many times over the years. But I think there is a third one. They are captured by the party itself. And they are part of that machine and feeds back into itself. The party is all important. You look at, you look at a dead set uh, mongrel like uh, Scott Morrison. Yeah. It was always Morrison first, party second, and I don't even think I'd put the, the country third, but it was always himself and then him surviving and working through the party. And I think that the, the, the Labor camp's got plenty of those kind of people. Well, it's poignant as we sit here uh, in uh, the Royal Exhibition buildings to remind ourselves that when the Australian Parliament was devised under the Constitution, political parties weren't even invented yes. here. Yeah, yeah. They weren't countenanced as being part of our system. Yeah. We have the Australian Senate, which was set up to truly and utterly represent the interests of the states in all of this. 
Um, now the Senate has been taken over by the two major parties and a, and a rad tag of um, extreme right fuckwits, extreme, extreme left dickheads that do nothing to actually yep. improve Australian democracy as we know it. And of course we have the House of Representatives which is basically you know, divided in two with a little bit of third on the side. And um, it does, it's just a shouting match. And yeah. if people can't think for themselves, the party systems no longer allow for representatives within those parties to actually think for themselves along lines of conscience, um, intellectually. Um, if you're not towing the party line, you're, you're ostracised. And that's, that cannot be a good thing. You need dissent. Yeah. And I know a lot of this... A lot of that happens behind closed doors, you know, particularly probably in, in, in the Labor Party. But it's actually better to have these things happen on the floor of the department as opposed to having it behind closed doors. Couldn't agree with you more. And, and we look all these years later as we sit here in the Royal Exhibition Building, which I thought would be a little echoey, but it's almost like we're in a studio. I can hear it. If I... If I... If I... If I... Hey, wait a second. Oh, yeah. There's an echo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. good, good. You've got you've to get the voice up uh, to be <laughs> able to do it. It leads me into this, though. After all these years, we had the... You remember the Queen? Um, Elizabeth, not one. Oh, Elizabeth, uh, the sequel. Oh, she was the one that was uh, around for a very long time. So Elizabeth passed away. And look, if you get... What was that? <sighs> Was it this year or yeah, last year? No, it was this year. Was it this year? No, hang on. Was it? Can we... Ch- <laughs> you, you I'm going to have to... You bu- keep talking. Oh, you do that because I'm going to have to bust out the word of Google here. Yeah. Uh, I think it was this year. Yeah, it was this year. It's got to be this year. Hang on. No, I don't think it is this year. <laughs> 2022. September oh, well. 8th, 2022. Okay, well, what hang, kind on. Of no, hang on. What are you? No, hang on, hang on. Let me, well, we had the coronation was this year. So if you're going to have a new monarch... All right. Charlie Fingers is probably not the worst one that you are gonna gonna have. Like his ideology, what is in it? Look, I mean, he, he's he's passionate uh, about the environment. If, if you're if you that's right. If you're going to have sort of like a public school sort of tosser with the sexual sophistication of a masturbating gibbon, mm. if if you're going to have mm. somebody like that, you might as well have Charlie. He's yeah. probably not not the worst. Yeah, right? true. But but you leads me into here the system you're talking I'm about. I'm interested about the segue here. Keep going. Yeah, you know you talk about the Senate. You talk about the House of Representatives. If we would ever become a republic, replacing Charlie is not going to do it for this country. No, changing the way the Senate is, changing the way the parties have a hold of uh, this place is is actually what is going to be required. We have people like the. Australian Republican movement who think that all we really need to do is cross off Charlie and put in Ida Buttrose and everything will I would be say, I, would, I would say Bruce Samazan, not oh, Ida. Sorry, Bruce Samazan. <laughs> Gee, you have been searching Google to dig up a name like that. Uh, so all we've got to do is... My thing is, we've got to have a better country. Not just, not just. Well, we're never going to become a republic anyway, because if we can't have a debate like the Voice, we're never going to be able to have a debate like the Republic. But if we do change the Senate, change the way the courts are set up, change the way people get into House of, the House of Representatives, change the entire system. Because if we don't, we've worked pushing out pushing through. We've had 122 years of uh, Australia now. Mm. And we should be able to have a serious discussion about what works, 
and what doesn't work. What doesn't work is the Australian Senate. Yep. Some people would say what doesn't work are states themselves. Mm. Um, and what you can say is... Why would you say that? Hmm? Why would you say that, that the states don't work? Well, if you're going to be um, a purist about it, you would say that um, why do we need so many tiers of government yeah. for a population yeah. of 25 yep. million? You think about how much the running of the states costs administratively, mm. just by themselves, yep. the, the bureaucracies that have grown as a result of those. Uh, and when we saw in COVID the power of the states, the power which of the we states, didn't really expect. Yep, they were yeah. a reminder. That's a reminder yeah. that Australia was born out of um, several colonial entities. And those entities really wanted some checks and balances in terms of making sure that their little patches of the world were represented in our democracy. And that came through with COVID for sure. Um, but also, you know, we have different laws for different states. You know, we have different criminal laws yep. for, for different yep. states. Yep. Surely, if we're as serious as a country, we just want one, one law for one people. We've, we've lacked things like, uh, you know, a, a, a uniform gun registry, a uniform yeah. sex yeah. offenders yeah. registry. Yeah, the states that. haven't been able to pull their fingers out of their arse and Victoria couldn't tell Queensland, hey, listen, this guy's a sex offender, he's on the way. Just well, keep an eye out for him. You get a warrant to, get some, to, to pull someone back from Sydney. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to get a court order to, yeah. to, to get someone from Sydney that is a Melbourne crimp. Yep. I mean, that's just crazy. It's, it's like try, you know, trying to get someone back from Venezuela. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's stupid. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, still on, I'm still on the fence about, about whether we need states or not. But I think um, as we move along, uh, I think probably no. No, I think, the, I think your point here is that we've got to do something different. We've got to do it a lot better yeah. than what we're doing right now. Look at the way that the, the, the cabinet is set up. Look at what uh, Morrison, for example, was able to... Uh, get away with when he swore himself in as Pope. Um, you know, when, when he did those things, they, uh, that system that allowed him to do that... Still there. Still in place. Hasn't, and, hasn't changed. So we could have Albanese turn around tomorrow and say, listen, I'm going to make myself the, uh, the, the Secretary for Foreign Affairs, the Foreign Affairs Minister. Uh, we'll, we'll, and, and it could happen. And we also still have a system where uh, the Governor-General of the day can say, no, fuck you, you're sacked. Yes, <laughs> this like, is not changed. Like that. This has not changed. No, and no. not have to justify it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 122 years down the track now, we've, we should be able to work out what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, do we want health systems that are funded purely, that don't have to go through a separate bureaucracy to be funded? Hospital systems. Um, do we want the, the hospital systems run by uh, the federal government um, as they're as they're not at the moment, though mm. they are run by state governments. Um, but do we want the, the, the primary care system ostensibly run by the federal government? Because that's the way things run at the moment. We have notionally one health system, but different parts of yes. it are, are run by different tiers of government. Now that's, if you want to get serious about waste, and, and every few years we will say, oh, the health system's in crisis. Yeah. Crisis. Yeah. And then you get the premiers going hat in hand to Canberra asking for, for more money. And there's this back and forth between the, the prime ministers, between the prime minister and the premier around getting basic funding for things like our education and health systems. And how much time is wasted as we do that? How much money does that take to actually have 
you know, how many states do we have? Six states and two territories we have. And the amount of time it takes us to negotiate amongst ourselves as Australians yep. to get basic service provision to some of these systems that are critical to ensure that we survive as a society, um, surely there's got to be a, be a better way. And 122 years down the track, there's got to be a better way. We, with this too, we have a court system where uh, judges get a gig for life. Yes. Can you name me some places where you get a gig? I mentioned the Pope before. Yeah. But that's probably it. That would be it. Well, yeah. you get a gig for life... And even if you get it wrong, even if you're not doing it, there's no, no performance checks. Uh, yeah. We're only in Australia, well, not only in Australia, but in Australia, we have a court system set up, particularly in the States. Some of our higher courts in the States are rooted. You and I can sit here and talk about this all day, Justin. Mm. But there's one big impediment to enforcing some of the change that we are talking about and that is the Australian people Ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah comrade, I think you've got to the nub of the problem here, it's all the dickheads that are allowed to vote It takes us back to the point around, around the voice and what 2023 has demonstrated yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. is that we can't have these conversations we can't have these conversations about the big changes required within our society yep. we have a, an electorate I'm not having a crack at people but we have an electorate that is willfully you can have a crack at if, willfully if you, ignorant if you can't sit in the chairman's lounge and have a crack at people what's this bloody world coming to we have people who are addicted to social media which um, has algorithms designed specifically to keep people within their own echo chambers yeah yeah so therefore we only talk amongst ourselves we don't talk to each other um, across any sort of divide. And, and we get to the point where the truly fucking stupid amongst us yep. will get on social media, and that's where things like uh, conspiracy theories start propagating. Well, and the thing is, when you're in an echo chamber, you don't think it's an echo chamber. That's right. This you is the big know. problem. You just said, no, no, I'm just sitting here it's, with intelligent people who like, are bang on all the time. It's like that Mallorcan midwife toad. You put him in the water and you turn the heat up eventually. Yeah. He doesn't know he's been <laughs> no, bored. He doesn't. hasn't got a clue. Where is I, he, bro? I lead. I lead. Oi. I, I, can I just put this to you? I don't want this to be uh, upsetting or, or controversial uh, or even quoted beyond this, uh, this podcast. <laughs> oh, good. No one's listening anyway, so don't worry about it. But a majority of people are fuckwits. <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you agree with that? As a, as a, a, basic, a major- basic notion? Yeah. A majority of people are fuckwits. I remember I was on hosting Talkback Radio once and a person rang up and he said... Well, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And a a person rang up and he said, 67% of people are stupid. And I thought, that's a really good figure. So I went on Google and he's probably onto something there. Majority of people... The biggest threat is whether it's 67% or not. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. But the biggest threat is... In 2023, it's up around low 70s. (laughs) The biggest threat is the thing known as the... the, I think it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, where these scientists produced a paper that um, basically um, explained that truly stupid people don't know they're stupid. And so therefore they think that they are actually right 
about everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. though they are absolutely dim and stupid. So the stupider yeah. you are, stupider yeah. you are, the less likely you are to know that you are actually stupid. Yeah. One of the, one of the signs of of intelligent life form is to know what you don't know. You've got. And we we here in 2023, I reckon there are a lot of people who. Um, Think they know what they don't know, but don't know it. No, they don't. Well, you've got you've got really stupid people who live in bliss. I'd like those people. I'd, I'd like to be one of those people. You know, you're just so stupid. You just don't give a shit. Yeah. And then you have people who are that they have a high. They've got the they're stupid, but they've got enough intelligence to realise that they're stupid. Yes. Then you go a lip beyond that, and they are dumb. But they're smart enough to believe that everyone else is stupid. This is a very dangerous point, and I think we've got a lot of those people. I think that brings us back to um, our... Oh, fuck off. Sentiment. Oh, fuck off. I oh, know I was going to do that in a sec, but I did want to mention this to you. I think, can we, I will, can we introduce a new plan? But to, as 2023 is the year of the fuckwit, can we bring in a new plan for 2024 in teledemocracy? Teledemocracy, yes. Tele- I've heard you talk about this before. Where you've got to sit down... Go through a test, compassion, emotion, intelligence test. And if you pass it, you, Daniel James, I would say you'd get three votes. Three votes. For example. Uh, and uh, fuck, we might not get any votes at all. Yeah. Or yeah. they might just get one. But if you've proven yourself to be connected, intelligent and compassionate, not particularly swaying one way or another in an ideological fashion... But no, you no, no. get you get would, a few more votes. That would that would improve my genuine mood overall because for as 2024. I, yeah. As I listen to talk back radio, as I watch people being vox popped on the nightly news, I think to myself, my God, that fucking idiot gets one vote, and I get one vote. There's got to be a better way. So let's do it, uh, and let me get the tone right again. Oh, fuck off. Oh, fuck. I feel like it needs a jingle, doesn't it? I, <laughs> I think oh, so. fuck off. And I think our oh, fuck off uh, can be uh, Boris Johnson visiting Australia. Boris Johnson is in Sydney as we speak. Last night he spoke to an audience of more than a thousand... Oops. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, a thousand conservatives. Right. At um, the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, what is called uh, loosely the, I think it's the John Howard oration. Um, okay. Now, now yeah, there, yeah. there is someone who is just a wreck. He's an absolute wreck. He's classically educated, but he doesn't have any sort of real world understanding of the way that we're supposed to conduct ourselves uh, day to day. He has children everywhere. He has um, uh, marriages busted up. He's got girlfriends. He's had mistresses. He um, introduced Brexit to the UK, um, ostensibly gone. fucking up it's gone um, down the UK a for, uh, yeah. for the foreseeable future. Uh, he broke COVID laws that he brought in while people were unable to see their dying loved ones or attend their funerals. He was having parties at number 10. Um, a, an absolutely shit bloke. And yet, he's <laughs> here in Australia, um, warning of a new dark age of geopolitics. Yeah. And being lauded by the Conservatives here in Australia as some sort of messiah. If I had conducted myself, or if you had conducted yourself, Justin, as he has done throughout his life, we would be too shamed 
mm. to show her head in public again. And yet, here he is. Where would we be, though, in this world? It would be a quiet old place without these shameless sons of bitches. Uh, just walking. Who the hell has invited him out here? After the, after the list of crimes that you have just put up there, who the hell, moral crimes, who the hell has had the gall to invite him here to do it? Well, I'm, so, I'm, on, saying, I'm seeing him, I'm, I've got, I'm looking at a photo now of him walking alongside John Howard into a room uh, where uh, a thousand people are applauding him as he's about to lecture us on what we should be doing as a country. Um, so it's those people that invite him. And this goes back to our point around 2023, it's because of people like that, it's because of people that um, you know, are, are willfully ignorant, people that um, are, are always outraged. There's a segment of that. Um, all of that goes into what has made 2023 a pretty fucked year. And as we lead into 2024, the year of a US presidential election... <laughs> That'll go well. I'm really looking forward to 2024. Oh, I think the Pogue said it best. Happy Christmas. I love you, baby. <laughs> i got a feeling this year's for me and you. Uh, so we say goodbye from the Chairman's Lounge. Uh, we have been produced by the Content Engine. Great storytellers. They're a good crew. Oh, the podcast and video content specialists and live members of every Chairman's Lounge in the world and great champions of democracy. I well, made point, how? Huh? That's why they're here. And if, they, if there was, all the people at the Content Engine, if there was Intelemocracy in place, would all get four votes each. I think that's true. Uh, please reach out and touch us live from the Chairman's Lounge at gmail.com. This is a final call for Mr Justice Smith and Mr Daniel James to depart the Chairman's Lounge and head to your gate. Your flight is about to depart. How's the food? Yeah, great. Uh, I've only eaten half and I'm just going to throw the rest out. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, that's what well, it's too big. The, I, I've never realised this, this particular day was this big. But well, I you tell know. you, when something is endangered, uh, what you know, it's it's only one on your plate. I mean, keeping half of it's not going to save the species, is it? What's the bloody point? What's the point? What's the point? And one one would argue, as we've argued to a certain extent uh, the, the, uh, today, um, if you're extinct or on the on, on the on the verge of becoming extinct, you're pretty bloody stupid. <laughs> What, what, are we just going to hand out sympathy to every... Christ. Bye.